Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to another Arscast on Arsblog.com in association with OleOle.com, the football community website uh, with lots of coverage of uh, the Copa America at the moment. So head on over there if you need a football fix, www.OleOle.com. Coming up on this week's Arscast, we, of course, take an in-depth look at the massive, most important story uh, that happened to Arsenal this week. Yes, Matthew Flamini is talking to Birmingham. We'll be talking to Steve Bruce. Um, no. Okay, no. It's, that's not true. I suppose we'll be talking a little bit about Thierry Henry. Coming up uh, very shortly, Amy Lawrence from The Observer to talk about uh, everything that's happened and where we go from here. As well as that, uh, the man in the bar will have another player history for you and uh, a new feature to help those of you who are sad. Grief counselling with David O'Leary. It's true. Uh, that's coming up a little bit later on. Now, uh, last Friday, I was heading out in the rain here in Dublin and noticed the story breaking just as I was going out. And then uh, text started flying. And it turns out Thierry Henry was about to join Barcelona for £16 million. £16 million? It didn't sound very much at the time. But when you consider Thierry could have left last summer for probably about €10 million, Euros, given the fact that he was in the last year of his contract, £16 million for a player turned 30 isn't bad. You know, Barcelona are no Chelsea. They're not going to pay just whatever anybody asks for a player. They kind of negotiate, I suppose. They wanted a, a lot, a, wanted to pay a lot less than that, I believe. But we talked them up and got most of the money up front as well, I believe. So, um, yeah, a big, huge deal, basically. But we've been through it on the blog, and we know the reasons why it happened. Thierry wanted to leave. Um, I suspect with hindsight with hindsight. He, he he probably wanted to leave last summer as well, but it became just too difficult and impossible after losing the Champions League final and going into the new stadium. And yeah, I think he probably wanted to go last season. If we'd won the Champions League, I think he would have gone, now that I think about it. But anyway, that's the benefit of hindsight. He's gone to Barcelona, he played keepy-uppies, and he slapped the badge, and he did all the stuff that new players who go to uh, new clubs do. Uh, they're all the same, no matter how long they play at one club, you know, it's always a great honour, and this, that, and the other to play at another. And we can't take it personally. We've had great service from Thierry. I'm not particularly uh, convinced or enamoured uh, by his uh, reasons for leaving. The, the idea that he would leave because David Dean is leaving is um, just ridiculous, really. So, uh, you know, and he could have gone about it better, but, you know, that's football. That's the way things happen. We can't uh, stay with our knickers in a twist. And, and for me, I much prefer to remember him as a bloody amazing player who did awesome things for us on the pitch. And, um, you know, not that I exactly wish him luck going over there, you know. I'm not being mean. I'm not wishing him bad luck. But I wouldn't exactly want him to, you know, win the Champions League with Barcelona. 
a bit mean, is it? But anyway, no. But I, I prefer to remember Thierry, the great player, and that's that's what I shall do. Uh, obviously, it raised an awful lot of questions, and, and uh, with me uh, yesterday to talk about some of those was Amy Lawrence from The Observer. Um, if you hear some weird noises, like sort of demons talking in the background when I'm talking, it's just the telephone line was, was quite bad at my end, and there's all this strange feedback. If you do play it backwards, there are messages in there to do harm to yourself. I would advise you to ignore them, and by listening to this, uh, you have absolved me of any responsibility whatsoever uh, should you decide to take uh, a big knife to your own wrists so there you go anyway uh, here's amy okay now on the arsecast i'm delighted to welcome back amy lawrence from the observer hi amy cheerful everybody <laughs> i'm sure they are obviously it's been um an interesting week or so and and what you might call the the end of an era with the the departure of thierry henry what do you think was it the right time for him to go or are we putting ourselves in a, a difficult position the right time for him to go, the answer to that will only be really made plain by the, by what happens next season. I mean, it's funny, in possibly even longer than that, people still, I think, can't agree on whether or not when Vieira left, it was the right time for him to go. There's a, a camp and a school of thought that says, well, he hasn't really done that much since. And there's another school of thought that says, well, he's won two championships in, in Italy with two different clubs. He's still a fine player and Arsenal have missed him like hell. So... I think we might find a similar kind of uh, mixed feelings about about uh, Thierry, and a lot of that really depends on his, his physical fitness. Um, there were some stories going around last year, and I thought that the, the length and extent and, uh, of his injury was quite strange. I and mean, what was actually wrong with him, nobody really seemed to be able to put their finger on it. To be missing for such a, a long stretch of time and... Um, with these vague sciatica, knee, back, God knows what injuries, uh, it was it was really quite difficult to to assess, if you like, the, the real state of Thierry's um, fitness. And I think it was notable that even though he did get a pretty reasonable goal return, ten goals in seventeen appearances in the Prem is pretty pretty good by anybody's standards. Mm. Um, even when he did play, he did struggle to find that afterburn pace that was really the, the, one of the great hallmarks of, of Thierry that nobody in the Premiership ever knew how to deal with. Um, is it the right time coming one year after last summer? I think that's a big shame that what he did last summer and staying when a lot of people thought he would go was such a great boost to the club um, at a time of obvious transition with the end of, of, of Highbury and moving to the new stadium and made such a great statement um, and I think you can't help feeling a little bit sorry that having followed up that great declaration um, of commitment with a with a season that was a bit of a non-event for him, for himself on the field personally, it's a bit disappointing to then say, well, you know, now the time is right for me to go. When I think there are certain Arsenal fans who might feel a bit shortchanged and that maybe as captain Thierry owed a little bit more, maybe one more year to see if he was going to be at full, you know, full pelt again. Um, so it's, it's always a nightmare when a, when a much-loved and very, very gifted player leaves the club and everybody can go back as far as back as when they started supporting, whether it's, um, you know, the, 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 in my case, the um, 70s when Liam Brady and Stapleton and mm-hmm. that, Brigade all, all left, and then I suppose you had sort of players like Anders Limpar leaving, and David Rowcastle, and so on, and George Graham era, and then 
Vieira, Nelka, Overmars, Petit at various stages of um, uh, of Wenger's reign. But the club always goes on, and, and the most critical thing now is not really what happens to Thierry Henry anymore. From an Arsenal perspective, it's very simple. We're either going to have a season ahead where if Arsene Wenger doesn't sign a new contract, there's going to be terrible uncertainty and turbulence, and it will be pretty hairy, I'd have thought. Um, or from a, another point of view, if he does sign a new contract, and I think everybody will prepare to sit back and let him try and rebuild his third great team. Okay. Um, one thing, maybe you see transfers between uh, big clubs uh, across Europe happening all the time. The top players go between, especially in Italy and in Spain, top players go between the top clubs. Uh, is this, you know, the Henri Vieira, Overmars Petit, like you say, is this a knock-on effect of us having good, high-profile players that the, the, the biggest clubs in Europe are, are going to be interested in them? Absolutely, and I mean, I think in many ways, the fact that uh, Vieira and Henri were both, in my opinion, absolutely world-class players who spent nearly a decade each at the club, speaks an enormous amount for where, where Arsenal have, have, have progressed to. I mean, I was having a conversation the other day with someone about what are Arsenal's expectations now and how much they've changed, and how basically, if you don't compete for the Premiership or the Champions League or at the very, very bare minimum getting the Champions League quali- qualifying situation now. It's a disaster. Well, you go back to Dennis Bergkamp's first season in 1995 and everybody was thrilled to bits to qualify for the UEFA Cup. Nobody even cares about the UEFA Cup anymore. Um, and since then, one of the symbols, if you like, of, of how Arsenal has developed in, in the Wenger era is that They've had absolutely top, top, top players and you know, managed to hold on to them for a long period. In the case of Bergkamp, Henri, Vieira, and even somebody like Pirro spending six very, very fantastic years at, at the club. Um, you know, we could go on and on, but it's, that's a good sign. But have the current squad got that same clout? Mm-hmm. And that's the question that is a big question that, that the club needs to face this summer and get right. Because it may be that in five years' time you sit there and go, wow, you've had five or six years of a Nicholas Bentner or, uh, uh, you know, Adebayor develops into a real real class act, um, cliche, and, you know, we could go on. Fabregas, obviously, is, is the, the now remaining player, I think everybody would agree, is world class. But you look beyond that and you say, well, is it really, really world class or are you just talking about very good players? Um, so at the moment, I think Arsenal have a squad with the smallest number of established world class players that any club in Europe would like to have their eye on. Um, possibly since the beginning of the Wenger era in the double of 98. Okay. Um, we talk about when Thierry leaves and there were all these stories about how his influence in the dressing room was perhaps inhibiting to some of the younger players. Uh, is it time now for the likes of Van Persie and for Adi Bayor to, to step it up? Um, and, and will his departure sort of give them that little bit more confidence to take on the responsibility as, as a main striker? Absolutely right. And this is a massive, massive test for these players who have always had to live in the shadow of Henri. Um, 
whether Van Persie and Adebayo and Bentner and if anybody else comes in, and you have to presume that, that at least somebody will make up the numbers, are, are up to taking that next step is, is an enormous test of their character, their will to win, their desire, their personality. Um, we've seen elements uh, over the last few years think Van Persie has, has a big personality and I, I think there were elements of Adebayo last season where he really stood up to be counted. But what they haven't done is shown it on a consistent basis and score 30 goals a season. Mm. Uh, can they do that? It's an absolutely huge ask and obviously depends an awful lot as well on, on staying injury-free. You talk about a replacement. Obviously, he's got to sign somebody because uh, last season with Van Persie and, and Henri out injured, we struggled. Batista wasn't a striker. Adi Bayor got his uh, got his number of goals but beyond that we didn't really have anybody Bentner and Walcott surely are too young to be the two only backups to Van Persie and Adibayor if you had a choice who would you bring in I have no objections to Anelka um, I have no objections to Benny McCarthy and obviously I think the first choice of most people would be Samuel Eto'o but I can't help thinking that uh, if Arsenal had a really serious chance of getting him that the deal uh, of selling Henri to Barcelona would have been a lot more delayed and, and, you know, Arsenal had their prime card in negotiating. If it's just about money, there are a lot of clubs out there who want a centre-forward and a predator like Eto. And, you know, you, you look around and AC Milan, Juventus, uh, in Italy, uh, other Spanish clubs, uh, I guess Liverpool, Chelsea, anyone you wish to mention would, would make a play for Samuel Eto if he was for sale, effectively. So I think... Unfortunately, uh, I can't see the logic of that happening because I think Arsenal would have hung on and hung on in the same sort of way as they did with the Ashley Cole-William uh, Gallas deal to make sure they could get what they wanted, even if it took till the last minute of transfer deadline. Um, but I think Benny McCarthy and Anelka both proved last season that they know how to score goals in the Premiership. Um, you can talk about the baggage of Anelka and... I guess Wenger knows him as well as anybody. And now that David Dean is not on the scene, that gives you that potential to to follow that route because I think everybody thought over my dead body it was probably David Dean's reaction to any possible reunion with the Anelka brothers. Um, but I think it's about getting someone who you absolutely know is going to score goals in the Premiership, guaranteed. And... Uh, those guys fit the bill and they obviously wouldn't be in a sort of adaptation problem of the kind that arguably affected the likes of Baptista and Reyes. But you've also got to remember you're not really replacing Thierry Henry because he's not really a, a, a... He's a unique player in the way that he plays the game and the way that the team is geared towards him. Uh, whoever comes in, Arsenal are unlikely to play exactly the same way. We saw that to an extent even in the way that Arsenal changed shape a little bit with Adebayor leading the line when Henri was out for a long time because he had a different type of player up there. And um, I think that replacing Henri's goals is not just the responsibility of the strikers, that's the other thing. Uh, replacing Henri's goals, you've got to look at the rest of the team and the midfield players know they've got to chip in more and even the defenders need to chip in more and that will ease some of the burden. Was that a, uh, a problem, maybe, perhaps, uh, one of the reasons that, that Arsene decided, OK, well, maybe it's, it's time to let him go, is that perhaps we've become a little bit too reliant on, on Henri's goals? I don't know. I think if Henri was happy 
and Wenger was happy with him, he wouldn't be saying, well, well it's time to, time to, to cash in sure. here because I think he would have kept Henri gladly for a little bit longer if, if he felt the environment and the player was right and it was about addressing other areas of the team. I mean, if Omri hadn't gone this summer and there was some money available, you looked at maybe bringing in a winger, maybe bringing in a big tall centre-half. Those are areas of the team that need attention. Um, and that's also something that can't be forgotten about. It's not just about bringing in another Omri. Arsenal have got to do some other business as well. We'll have to keep our fingers crossed and hope that this uh, Thierry Henry money goes to, to good use. Absolutely. Um, okay, I'd well, like to see a winger coming in. Yes, me too. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Any thoughts on that? It's a little bit easier said than done, but... I think yeah. that's quite critical. Who are the, who are the obvious candidates? So, because yeah, you look at somebody exactly. like Maluda, who, to me, always appeared a very average sort of player. I would give I would give Maluda a go. It might he might not be um, quite on the same level to follow in the footsteps of a, of an Overmars or or a Limpar, but as a sort of great goal scoring orthodox winger or even a Pires. Um, but I think he's I think he's capable. I think he's a dangerous player. He's got good technique and he does chip in and score goals and he's quite brave and he fights so I think in an ideal world you get someone better than that but maybe he's the best of the bunch that's available at the moment alright Amy listen thanks a million we better leave it there for, uh, for this week we'll talk to you again soon cheers all the best keep smiling <laughs> will do my thanks to Amy Lawrence who will be back on another Arscast in the near future I do hope what more can we say about Thierry nothing that's not nothing until, of course, I forget a bit later on, I've said I'm not going to say anything and then I say something. So maybe after this podcast, nothing. But after that, uh, anyway, uh, during the week, I got an email from something called the Podcast Regulation Authority. Now, I didn't know such a body existed, but apparently there are standards that when you submit a, a podcast to iTunes, uh, there are certain things expected of you in terms of uh, the information that you have, in terms of the content, and also the production values, etc., etc., etc. And they do say that as well as uh, whatever the main theme of your podcast is, it's obviously going to be informative about something, but it might be musical or it might be whatever. But there's got to be a certain percentage of each podcast has got to be educational. Now, after some sort of toing and froing of emails between us to figure out what's, what's counted as educational and what isn't, whether it's me having to teach you your times tables over again, which would be foolish, because number one, I don't know them, and number two, who needs them? Unless you're a mathematician or someone that has to multiply numbers together for, uh, for a living. 
like uh, a darts player. So uh, there's no point in that. Anyway, we discovered that, you know, basically some kind of advice uh, would be good. So uh, right now, here's uh, the start of Arsblog's educational segment. Welcome to the Arsblog educational channel. And now, how to cope with difficult situations with David O'Leary. Hello, and welcome to this brand new feature on the Arscast with me, uh, David O'Leary. Now, uh, as I say, uh, I'm going to be here every week guiding you with uh, uh, self-help and advice uh, and things like that. My time out of the game has taught me that uh, many of our problems, as I say, uh, come from within. And if we can get to, uh, as it were, the bowels of those problems, then uh, we can live uh, happily ever after, as I say. Well, not ever after, because uh, we're not... Uh, immortal or Highlanders um, like some people well, only Highlanders are, are Highlanders but uh, yeah um, uh, today we're going to talk about dealing with the grief a little bit because everybody's feeling as I say a little bit sad now that uh, Thierry Henry has moved and gone and fucked off uh, to Spain as it were uh, 20 years at Arsenal I was never even considered uh, another contract with uh, another club but you know that's uh, as I say foreign footballers for you these days they are uh, essentially foreign aren't they now uh, one way of getting over a traumatic event is time as I say and as they say too uh, heals all wounds you might find in fact for healing wounds an antiseptic cream and of course uh, sticking plaster would as I say uh, be better for that but this wound is not physical so in this case uh, what you need to do as i say is find something else and i uh, am a great believer in the power of music and i have programmed on my computer the o'leary tron as i say 3000 uh, i've programmed in the emotions that people will be feeling at the moment the, the fear the hurt the loneliness the itchiness and of course the sadness and I've programmed all those emotions in and the O'Leary Tron 3000 has come up with this song that you need to listen to as I say in order to get yourself uh, back on track here it is Suzanne takes you down to her place near the river uh, sorry about that yeah I think uh, the O'Leary Tron uh, 3000 as we say uh, needs a bit of work uh, try this one instead Possibly, yeah, I may have to do a little bit more, as we say, work on the uh, the old computer there. Anyway, uh, for this week, that's it. If you have any problems, uh, you can write to me, as we say, uh, David O'Leary at arsblog.com. That's my address, David, as we say, O'Leary at arsblog.com. Be safe out there. Um, there you go, David O'Leary. And after that, let's uh, go to the bar, where the man in the bar has another emotional player history. Ah, hello, there you are again, and now we're doing another old player history. Now, this one might be a little bit emotional, I have to say, for some of you out there. We're talking about somebody that has left the club not too long ago. 
I think you know who I'm talking about. A man whose impact on Arsenal Football Club can't be measured with even four rulers and one of them big long yardsticks you saw. And even a builder's tape measure you couldn't measure it. Even the fanciest scientists in all the world with all their devices and doohickeys and watsits and yokemi jigs, they couldn't measure it either. He was a legend, without question one of the greatest players, not only that Arsenal ever saw, but that the Premiership ever saw. It's a much poorer place without him. <sighs> I know the lads were, they were gutted when they heard the news. I remember it well, Jesus. <sighs> anyway, we're talking, of course, about Pascal Seagon. Now, Pascal Seagon joined Arsenal in 2002. And he left for Villarreal in 2006. It's true. And the man in the bar will be back uh, with another player history on next week's Arscast. Well, when you think about it, when you look at it, the end of the day, Pascal Sigan is the bloke who's, you know, earning a million or two million every year playing football week in, week out in Spain, getting his baldy old head sunburned. And we're not. So fair play to him, I say. Fair fucks to Pascal Sigon. Now then, beyond the uh, Thierry Henry thing, there's not been a huge amount happening this week. Uh, Obafemi Martins, uh, he was linked. Is it Martins or Martin? I don't know. Martins, I think I'll call him. Obafemi Martins. Because that's his name. Uh, he's been linked and um, £13 million. Apparently he's got a release clause and uh, Allardyce is... Uh, Worried that he's not going to be able to hold on to him. Is he 22? Is he 28? Is he 46? Those are the questions that need to be answered before we go into business with Newcastle for Obafemi Martins. Obviously, the only way in which we're going to find out his real age is literally to cut him in half and count the rings. Well, if you've got a better idea, uh, then, you know, you tell me. Uh, somebody else linked is this guy, uh, Bakary Sanya. Is it Sanya or Sagna or, or how do you pronounce it? Anyway, uh, the Auxerre, Auxerre, Auxerre president, uh, uh, too many French names this week. I'm sorry, but the Auxerre president, uh, Jean Le Something, uh, says, uh, Sagna stroke Sanya has a deep desire to play in England and he genuinely wants to wear the Arsenal shirt. They seem keen to sign him as well. Uh, the conditions for him to leave have not all been met, at least not for the time being. Uh, he's a right back, this guy, Sagna stroke Sanya. Um, so, I don't know. We've got two right-backs already, one of whom, both of whom, in fact, have signed new four-year deals in recent weeks. So what's going on there? Is he going to play this guy on the right-hand side of midfield, perhaps? Maybe that's where he sees him. Or maybe he's going to move Ibue to the right-hand side of midfield. Is this guy a fullback turned winger? He did buy Lauren and turn him into a fullback, so maybe he's buying a fullback and is going to turn him into a midfielder. I don't know. Uh, last night there were sort of reports on the BBC London uh, that Arsene Wenger uh, was going to extend his contract. I think those uh, reports got a little bit lost in translation. Uh, but uh, I suppose you'd have to expect Arsene to stay, uh, given uh, everything that's going on at the club at the moment. Uh, Gilles Grimondi is strongly rumoured to be uh, our new director of football. Now, obviously, uh, this means... Uh, that he looks after all the stuff that David Dean did in terms of uh, contracts, negotiations, going to 
you know, UEFA parties, uh, the G14, champagne, Christmas revival things. It doesn't mean uh, that he gets a place on the board. Or does it? No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. He is not a director, director as such. This is just the title uh, of the job. And uh, the BBC report sort of suggested that Arsene was going to stay. uh, And, you know, we have to just wait and see what happens. He's on his holidays at the moment and uh, well-deserved those holidays are. But we expect him to come back, uh, sign a new 47-year deal uh, with the club and then go out and spend uh, 500 billion million pounds on players which is exactly what's going to happen when he gets back from his holidays. But obviously there are things to be done and, and players to be bought and formations to be decided and, and other things to be decided and uh, reports, no matter where you read them, uh, that Arsene has demanded the return of David Dean uh, before he'll sign a new contract are false. I can tell you that um, with some surety that they are uh, false. No matter where you read them or how many times I crop up on news now, it's still not true. Uh, Freddie says he wants to stay. Yeah, why wouldn't he? £70,000 a week. Maybe, though, we have to give Freddie another chance. Can he get back to the form that he showed in previous years or is his time really finished? He would be one of the players that you wouldn't be too surprised if he was moved on. But at the same time, with the squad looking just a little bit thin at the moment, we wouldn't want to be letting too many more players go uh, without replacing them. It looks like Matthew Flamini is going to leave. As we mentioned at the start of the show, he could be going to Birmingham. Uh, but no doubt he's got uh, other options as well. We'll see what happens there. Um now, an old friend returns. Hello, everyone. I know as our cast listeners, you are used to heartbreak. No doubt you are all still suffering the pain of my departure, and for that I thank you with a warm and sticky handshake. I thought this week that my loss, coupled with that of Thierry Henry, would be too much for some people, so I have returned to let you know what I have been up to. Mostly I have been traveling throughout Europe and having occasional sex with a gypsy woman I call Queen Face, who seems to follow me everywhere. I'm not complaining though, apart from the fact that she needs to cut the fingernails on her index and middle fingers. I was arrested whilst journeying through Bulgaria. What happened was I was having a wee by the side of a road when a dancing bear and a piano playing monkey challenged me to a game of Yahzee. Being an expert-level player I took all their money, but rather than graciously handing it over there was some fisticuffs, which was a real shame, as I had an inch of the shite out of them. I picked up the bear by its snout and proceeded to beat the arse of the ape until they both cried. However, a passing policeman took exception to me defending myself and said that spanking the monkey in public was not allowed. I got out by bribing the prison guard with a cheese wheel and my genuine Ralph Harris telephone. After that it was relatively calm with nothing much of incident to report. Apart from two murders, a stabbing, three glassings, four half sticks of dynamite inserted into a cow's vagina, poison lemon tart and that bloke from the fine young cannibals punching himself in the face with a lump hammer. I hope you're all keeping well and enjoying the summer. Remember, if you've been eating and you're at the beach, you shouldn't try and consume jellyfish as they do not make a good dessert. I'm off again, Ars Chums. Talk to you soon. Oh yes. Arsene Wenger Hawkins will return, I'm sure, in another Arsecast sometime uh, in the future. So that's about it for another week. Um, Look at what can happen in a week. 
you can sell your all-time leading scorer and captain and all kinds of things. And, and well, that's about that was one thing that happened, but it was a big thing. And uh, I, I suspect, I suspect we've got a, an interesting couple of weeks ahead of us uh, before the preseason uh, training starts. What should be starting, what, first week of July, second week of July? So, um, yeah, uh, the boys will be coming back and maybe we'll have some deals done before uh, before that happens. So the new boys can be properly sort of introduced. You know, these guys are come, you know, last minute. I don't know. I don't know if they settle in well enough. Well, that could be just me. Anyway, I could be just waffling as well. So uh, I'll leave it there uh, for this week's Arscast. Talk to you all next week on the blog. Have yourselves a fab weekend. And um, talk to you on next week's Arscast. Bye. Hello, this is Tony Adams here, and I have written a very special poem about Thierry Henry. It goes a little bit like this. was a bloke called Thierry, whose bollocks were really quite airy. He came from Paris and didn't often miss, and now he's gone and fucked off to Barcelona, the can. Thank you very much. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 